manifesting. I am so happy to be back to manifesting Mondays. I, I honestly missed it. I missed it for myself because this keeps me sane too. So as much as this might be helpful, maybe for other people, it's really helpful reminders for me too, to always remember to like take that time out, <clears throat> take the time out to practice manifestation, to practice um, that mindset. And to start our Mondays with that is really important to me too. So I'm happy to be back. I What's up from the UK? I um, obviously was in Aruba over the weekend. I've had an eventful week and I'm happy to be back in my own bed. And if you guys could see this apartment, it looks like a tornado went off in it because I still have my suitcase unpacked or not packed, unpacked from Mexico. And then I left to go to Aruba. But um, what's up, Lily? Last night I posted um, about investing time, money and energy. Everything is an investment, right? And for the last couple of years, like I was saying no to so many things when I should have been saying yes, because I was living in this weird state. Oh my God, there's a ladybug on my window. So that is good luck. And it's May 1st. Um, just saying yes to more things. So Gary, you guys know Gary. He was, cat. hi. Gary was, called me on Wednesday and he's like, I got my passport. We're going to Aruba. I was like, I don't know. You know, and this was a trip that I had won from Lifeway, which was really just amazing. And I was just like, I don't know. I just got back from Mexico. Like, I don't know if I should travel or whatever. And I was like, I'm saying yes to this. I'm saying yes to this. For whatever reason, I need to go there. Um, and I went and I had such an amazing time. And um, it gave me more puzzle pieces to the things that I need in life right now at this very moment. So if we start saying yes to more things, even though we're just like, I don't know, I'm tired or I'm this, and we can have all these excuses of not to say, reasons of not to say yes to things. But when we start saying yes to things, other opportunities open up to us because if we miss out on all these opportunities, we're staying in a very still and stagnant place. And stagnant energy is not going to give us more of what we want. Movement is going to give us more of what we want. So um, I had just a really great time, but it just was so eye-opening to me and and that was this I traveled to two countries within one week by myself and I'm just like I can do this like this you know and and um I didn't want to travel to a room by myself and I'm just like it doesn't matter just get on the plane and just go and thankfully like it was just exactly what I needed at the time that I needed I needed more inspiration and um I got to meet a lot of people and like you know we manifest these experiences so I got to meet a lot of people that are just doing amazing and incredible things and showing me the potential of this company. Not because I didn't know it, but because I needed that reminder of like, okay, what is your purpose? Why are you doing this? Why do you want to be involved in this type of company? And when we talk about manifestation, it's just all about coming across opportunities that we actually want and then saying yes to them. We've said no to so many things in our lifetime and have missed out on so many opportunities. At least I have. I know that I have. And I've sabotaged so much of my life. Um, but I'm at a point now where I just want to be on an upward trajectory no matter what. And that upward trajectory, and we're going to get into this, is what my life's mission is, which is helping people. Blessing people. Whether it's with your knowledge or with things that you have experienced yourself. But it's all about, for me, it's about blessing people. How It's not about me. But how can I bless people with the things that I know, with the things that I can teach, with the things that I can give to people? 
And right now in the world with things shifting so much and people on their spiritual journeys and having these crazy transformations, I think it's an amazing time to just look at the world as a collective and say, how can I help to make this place better? How can I leave it? Oh. Um, How can I leave this world better than I found it, right? Um, So... I'm going to go over, so I I always go from like, I never usually do books front to back. When I read, no, Hemp. <laughs> when I read books, I literally just open the book and then read it from wherever. That's just the way that my brain works. I don't think I've ever finished one book. But this book is very powerful. So if you are interesting, interesting, interested in learning the universal laws and something that's really straightforward and very easy to read. It's not like, you know, sciencey spiritually. It's it's just very to the point. So if you want to learn the universal laws, if anybody wants to type this out and I could um I could pin it. It's called Universal Laws, 18 Powerful Laws and the Secret Behind Manifesting Your Desires. Universal Laws, 18 Powerful Laws and the Secret Behind Manifesting Your Desires. For whatever reason, like I read <coughs> I didn't read the whole book, but I read a lot of it, right? And for whatever reason, I opened up my Kindle and it went to chapter 21. So I'm like, okay, I guess that's where I'm supposed to read from. Chapter 21 is six common blocks that keep you from manifesting your desires. And I started to read it. And um, it's it's just really good information for people that are just having trouble with maybe understanding the laws. The author, maybe Jennifer something, Jennifer... It doesn't say because I can't see the whole title because it's so friggin' long. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. I'm going to pin it. Oh, shit. Hold on. Okay, pinned. Okay, so I'm going to start reading from chapter 21. Six common blocks that keep you from manifesting. Um, okay. Block number one. You don't have enough information. This is very, very common. If you don't have enough information on how the universal laws work, it's next to impossible to learn how to manifest your desires. Even if you do a successful job without verification or the proper knowledge of signs to look for to help you verify you're on the right path, you'll question yourself and brush it off. And a lot of us do that. We'll have these signs of our manifestation coming to us or our prayers being answered, whatever lingo you want to use, and you'll brush it off as a coincidence or you'll be like, oh, that's weird, that's... Yeah, it's kind of what I'm asking for, but not exactly, and we don't really know what to look for. After years of teaching students who came to me, we're not getting enough information about the manifestation process in its entirety. There are so many things that you need to be aware of, and many of these things are left out. Um, Oh, cool. So, I'll get into the laws, but just today, for whatever reason, I had to go from the back of the book. Block number two is your belief system. This is, I think this is the, the most important one is your belief system. Obviously not having enough information is very important because you can't do something properly without all the tools that you need. But block number two is your belief system. If we don't believe that we can have the manifestation that we want or our prayers answered, if you can't see it in your mind's eye and believe it wholeheartedly that I got this, this is done. It's already done. It is done. It is done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you putting that gratitude out there for something that you don't yet have but in your mind's eye you already have it within you 
So your belief system is something that you, in which you have spent many years working long and hard at creating. So don't be upset if you can't seem to break down these barriers overnight. Because unfortunately, we can't. I know, it's so loud. I have to shut, off the, shut the window. I didn't know if you guys can hear, but I'm like getting distracted by this. So hold on one second. That's probably a little bit better. I don't understand they mow the lawns every day here. Like, I don't think that you have that much grass to mow. Okay. Um, <laughs> wood chipper. It's not a wood chipper. So is, is your belief system. And I know that for me personally. My, I don't want to say it out loud, but I can. My biggest struggle is the belief system. It's the inner knowingness. Now, some things are going to be so much easier to manifest than others. Like my car. I didn't even think about it. I was like, I have it. That's mine. And I don't care. I didn't even think about it. I was like, okay, I'm going to get this card and that's done. But other things that we think are so hard to achieve or attain, maybe it's a job or maybe it's a relationship or any of these other things. We put these things on a pedestal and we make it much more difficult to manifest because we see it in our mind's eye as something that is unattainable and we can't do that. So that's, so that's, um, Really, I think the biggest thing is our belief system, because what, like, like I said, like our subconscious beliefs from when we're really young, if we had that programming that we're not loved, we're unlovable, you're not chosen, um, we never have enough, there's not enough money, we can't afford this, all those become our programming. So if these are our belief systems, it's really hard to override them, but it's not impossible. If you do this work every day and you really put in the work every day, it slowly gets better. You're chipping away at this belief system. So you're able to reveal what you actually want and then you can program that. Just think about it. If people can't see how something works, such as universal laws, they tend to immediately brush it off as impossible. People need to be able to see things in order to believe in them. Otherwise, it's hard for them to wrap their mind around the impossible. The idea that you can learn how to manifest your desires has quite a magical feeling because it really is quite magical. What have you been trained to think your entire adult life about anything that gives you a magical feel? Well, you see exactly where I'm going with this. It's more important now than ever to challenge and restructure your belief system. Carrie, I'm not going to be able to do 10 o'clock, mommy. I don't know if you're available at four still because I'm on here. Um, what did you say though? It's the core beliefs you develop when you were a kid. We have to realize what beliefs aren't even ours. Exactly. So we learn so many things from our parents, from our family, from our caretakers, maybe from friends. You'll never be able to do this. Who do you think you are? All these things that become our belief system. Or if you were bullied as a kid, and these are all self-worth type things. So it's really difficult to manifest when you have all these different blocks. Block number three is materializing your desires. This is an interesting one because a lot of times people think, Manifestation is about manifesting a car, manifesting this house, or very materialistic things. So it says, when you are wishing for cars, houses, and boats instead of time, freedom, and happiness, this will cause your problems when it comes to learning how to manifest. When you materialize your desires, you miss the whole point of how this process works. When learning how to manifest, your main goal should be finding balance, feeling good on the inside, and spiritual fulfillment. So this book talks a lot about that and it's all an inside job. It's not about all these big grand things that I can manifest and I'm going to have a mansion and I'm going to have six different cars and I can have everything that I want in the material world. 
when we possess those things on the inside and we when we realize that it actually is an inside job of possessing those freedoms that love that fulfillment on the inside that is when we manifest things into the material world it's not only important but imperative for you to learn to nourish your soul nourish my soul before you'll ever be able to manifest your desires consistently this doesn't mean that you need to become a yoga guru or become a vegetarian it means you need to get in touch with your soul's desires and you can only do that by keeping your true self and who you are intact i was talking with um the number one earner in the company yesterday i was with her in aruba and aruba and she said money just the more money you have just makes people more of what they already are and i didn't really know what she was saying at first but she said if you're an asshole and then you acquire all this money you're just going to become more of an asshole if you're a great person with an open heart and you attain all this money you acquire all this money you're going to become more of a person with more of an open heart and i was like she's totally right about that because i was also talking to some other people um adam actually that was there third eye messenger and he's like i give away like 50 percent of my money all the time he's like i figured the more money that i have the more money that i should give away and you don't come across people like that all the time but there's a lot of us in here that we would do really amazing things with our abundance so that's what she's talking about here is being true to yourself finding out who you are and what your true deepest desires on the inside are not the physical things and there's going to be some good examples Leah, come here, mommy. there's going to be some good examples um that she talks about all it takes is a shift in your perspective and how you're looking at things so for instance she says physical desire mansion or larger house our soul's desire to have more space so as not to feel so cramped physical desire we want the relationship our soul's desire fulfillment and to feel like i have a purpose physical desire sports car or boat soul's desire more excitement and more fun in my life so this just goes to put things into perspective of what we truly want and how to ask for these things but not ask for the material things what is it going to give us when we have these things what does our soul feel like it's missing because we don't have these things right physical desire money or winning the lottery soul's desire more time and freedom to do more of the things i enjoy so i'd be like oh i hope i win the lottery i have to buy these lottery tickets so i can do x y and z but really what we're asking for is we want more time we want freedom to do the things that we want to do we want to be able to bless other people hopefully when people wish for something in their life it's always to fill some kind of spiritual void however people don't take the time to understand their own desires and why they wish for something if you literally sit there and think about the things that you want to manifest why do you want them when you think on a very deep spiritual internal level why do you want these things when i manifested uh, an apartment this new apartment where i wanted to live what did i what was my soul what did i want i wanted a space i wanted a space that was my own that i can create a sense or feeling of home both on the inside and the outside so at the time i was staying with my sister for a while and i wanted my own space i wanted to feel good on the inside this is mine this is what i created this is my art 
this is a representation of me. <clears throat> it wasn't to say like, oh, I'm going to go buy all these new things and all this stuff. Like I wanted to make it very personal. I wanted to make it reflect my soul, reflect myself on the inside. If you have a material desire, that's totally fine. But just ask yourself, what void will this fill in my life? I had a client who once wished for a Maserati. Translation was success and more fun. When they finally got it and understood the process, what happened? Their desire became success and more fun. And that equals enough money to buy the Maserati. Their business took off and it became a reality in less than one year. Block number four is fear. Part of the process of understanding how to manifest your desires is letting go of fear. If you truly understand the laws and how they operate all around you, it should be, it should help you with this. Most people fear, before I get into what most people fear, when you fear that you're not going to get what you want, or when you fear that you're never going to have enough, you, not you, we are not trusting that God or the universe has our back because we're so programmed and conditioned to believe why well, I've never had enough my whole life. So how could all of a sudden I have enough? I was never chosen in school or I never had a lot of friends. So how could I possibly manifest having this expansive life? And that's us not believing that the universe has our back. And I'll go back to my retreat because people were asking, you know, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? Where do you want to move to? And I said, I don't know. I just have to get to my retreat. And that was just the, the message that I was getting. Just get to your retreat and you'll figure it out. Just get to your retreat and you're going to figure it out. And when I got there, I was like, I fell in love with Mexico. I was like, oh my God, I absolutely love this. So was that one of my answers? I believe that it is. Or was. Because I went to Aruba this weekend and as beautiful as it was, I had zero connection to that place. When I got there, I was like, Mm. when I was there it was great to connect with the people there but I had no connection to the place at all and I was like this isn't a place that I'll ever come back to I had no connection with it right I fear that my dreams will be second place to helping people around me but those are boundaries that we have to create so most people fear death or dying two I'm not going to get into that that much because whatever two not having enough Again, you should understand that there will always be enough. The law of abundance. And I'm going to get into the laws. And I know I'm going from the back of the book first, but that's just how I roll. Um, and it can never not be. So there will always be enough and it can never not be so. The law of correspondence. If you are having problems with not having enough, then most likely you're still brainwashed with a poverty mindset. So if we constantly are in life thinking there's not enough and that you have to take possession of things and you don't share and you don't give and you're always holding on things because you don't think that there is enough. There is that block. That is a block. Fear of not having enough. Fear of just having enough. Well, if I make this much money this week, then I could probably just pay these bills and then I'll have to save this amount of money. That's not trusting in the universe that it's always going to provide for you because the programming in your mind is telling you you've never had enough. So you have to think this way because we have to keep you safe. Some people want to just have enough because they've always been, they've been programmed that way their whole life to just get by with having enough or they don't feel like they're worthy of more. Failing health is a block with fear. 
your spiritual health will dictate your physical health. However, there's always a time and place to use Western medicine as long as you do your best to maintain and care for your energetic and spiritual body. Your physical body will respond. Okay, let's talk about that. How many people, maybe even people that are in here listening, your spirit just feels like it's dying inside because you are not fulfilled in your life. You're not fulfilled maybe in the relationship. Maybe you're not fulfilled with friends or family. Maybe you're not fulfilled in the job that you have. Your spiritual health will dictate your physical health. My spirit wants to be free, right? My spirit wants not that many attachment to things so I can go and my spirit just wants to be wild and free. And when I went to Mexico, I felt that way. There's the jungle there, there's the beach, there's the oceans, there's all of these nature elements there. But what spiritually, like, do you feel on the inside that you truly need? Some people are parents that are just really tired. They don't have a break. They don't set their boundaries and things like that. And inside you're, you know, maybe you're fulfilled having children, but there's other things that are not fulfilling you. And you're like, what am I doing? What is my purpose? These are all the questions that we have to ask ourselves to maintain our spiritual health. As long as you do your best to maintain and care for your energetic and spiritual body, your physical body will respond. And now that I feel so free, now that I have more answers to the things that I want in life, I do feel that freedom. I feel that energetic passion. I feel that spiritual passion. I feel that drive. But now I know what direction I'm going in. Because I have a lot of different talents. I've done many different things in my life. And when I stepped away from the entertainment world, my passion became being a freedom fighter. And that didn't really fill me as much as I believed that it would. I loved helping people, but now I'm just on a different trajectory, right? So I'm feeding my energetic and spiritual body. Where does Jesus fall into place? Wherever you want him to fall into place. We always talk about Christ consciousness and Johnny talked about Jesus the Christ instead of Jesus Christ as the man. Jesus the Christ is the person that attained Christ consciousness, which are two different things. We've learned Jesus Christ is the man, but we have never learned about Jesus, the man, attaining Christ consciousness. So that's a whole other topic. Block number five, unhappiness and negativity. It's easy. We all know how easy it is. We all know how easy it is to be negative. It's like our natural state of being where our natural state of being should actually be high vibration and love. But in this matrix and the way that they've inverted everything and turned everything upside down, love is the hardest thing to achieve when unhappiness and negativity is easy for us to slide into. It's very easy for us to, to live in that space. If you're unhappy in your life, you need to figure out how to fix that first. Unhappiness and negativity both bring your vibration down immensely. If you don't know how to do that or where to start, you may want to start with another book that she wrote called The Pursuit of Happiness, 21 Spiritual Rules to Success. Hey, I need to buy that just to read it for shits and giggles. Because we can always learn. We can always learn more ways to raise our vibrations, right? You may also want to try and eliminate as much negativity in your life as possible. That is a big one, right? Us eliminating as much negativity in our life as possible 
means eliminating some people. So what I've done for myself is I've pulled back from certain relationships. And can it get lonely? Sure it can. But we find our tribe, right? We always find our tribe. If you believe I'm going to find my tribe no matter what, I'm going to attract all the people that are going to lift and elevate me instead of bringing me down, talking about people and just negative or low vibrational things. There's no room in your life for gossip. What is that doing for you? What is it actually doing for you other than lowering your vibration and your frequency? Nothing. Think of how many things you're grateful for when you're in the dumps. Yep, had to eliminate my father completely. He's a demon of negativity. And that's the thing. It's even family members. I've had to pull back in distance. Not because I don't love them. Not them, but people that I've had to distance from. But it's just for your own peace of mind. It's just for the boundaries that you're creating for yourself. You get to allow who you want into your life. It's not by force. Many times things don't necessarily emit negativity. People do. This could be another hurdle which can be quite overwhelming but entirely necessary. I also wrote a book on that for this very reason called Energy Vampires and How to Deal with Negative People. These are really good books. I, for whatever reason, just got like a message like you need to read about the universal laws and this book came about and her books are just very easy to the point reading. That's how my mind works. I can't do all of the, you know, la la spiritual stuff. Like I can't, I just can't, my mind doesn't work like that. Sometimes they just take so much of you, you can't give anymore. And we all can get to that point for sure. Uh, block number six is giving up too soon. Like I mentioned before, it takes some time to retrain your brain and learn how to work with the universal laws and the new knowledge you've acquired. And it will most likely not happen overnight. I can vouch for that one. Um, the author's name, I don't know. I think it's Jennifer something. It, it doesn't say it because of the title's so long. So at the end of the thing, I will, um, I'll let you know what her name is. You need to be committed to learning how to find balance between the spiritual and physical worlds for a period of at least six months. Don't try for a couple days or even a couple weeks and then say it's not working. If that's your plan, I'll save you some time right now and tell you you're right. It probably won't work. Your success depends on knowledge gained here. Practice what you learned. Challenging your beliefs. Being consistent and being patient. These things take time so don't give up too soon. This person has taught thousands of people how to manifest their desires, and she has a huge success rate. And if you follow the things that she talks about in this book, which they are very, very helpful, you too can be that successful. Okay, so now let's go back to towards the beginning of the book, because that was the end. Okay, let's see. Let's go to... Okay, this is the next message that I'm getting that I stopped on. Love is just like everything else. It can be attracted and it can be repelled. It's energy. Love is energy. You should never view love as something separate from yourself or who you are. It's a part of you and it enhances who you are. There's love flowing through everything. Love is a part of a greater whole. When your perception of love is that it's something separate from who you are, 
or from your life, then it becomes so. Okay, this is an example. She said, let's take Nicole, for instance. She's a very successful woman on the outside, but on the inside, she feels very lonely and really wants a relationship in her life. She's had a few long-term relationships come and go over the years. She's even been married once before. But the lack of love in her life has been an issue for a while, even when she was in past relationships. Love is something that she always felt she was lacking from her partners in the past. Now she's afraid that she'll never experience the love that she's looking for in a future relationship. What is happening? Nicole views love as something separate from herself. Something she's lacking in her life. Love in her perception is something she receives from the outside. So in this case, universal law dictates that love is lacking. This is like a catch-22. When someone feels as if love is lacking in their life, they tend to focus very hard unintentionally upon not feeling love. They'll focus very hard on love being absent. To fill this void, they will do what most people are taught. They will search for love coming from someone else or somewhere else, from outside of himself or herself, usually from another person. And the problem with doing this is when you separate love from who you are and view it as a separate entity, more often than not, you will repel it. People are always picking up on energetic signs and signals from other people who they come in contact with. Any thought you have regarding love will become a thought pattern, which then translate as a vibration or a vibe that you're sending out into the universe. Here are some examples. Why don't I have a boyfriend or girlfriend? Where are they all? I'm so lonely. Everyone else has love in their life. What about me? If we listen to these statements, these are all lack statements. These are all statements coming from a state of lack. Thank you. The author is Jennifer O'Neill. Okay. Imagine as if all your thoughts or feelings are transmitted into the world as an energetic telegraph. Imagine this telegraph going out into the world, giving a message to all the people you come in contact with. So this is when we have to get really real and honest with ourselves as to what the message is that we're putting out there. What message am I putting out there? Am I saying everybody else has the life of that, that they want? And I don't. I can never have it. I can never afford that. You go to a store and you see something you really like and you're like, oh, I just got to pay my bills. I don't have money for that. All these little, these little thoughts that come into our mind all the time, that is where we truly resonate. Oh, I could never have him or her. Or these, you know, I've always gotten cheated on. What are your true beliefs about love, relationships, finances, abundance, family, friends, all these things? What are, get really real with yourself. What are your true beliefs about this? And imagine that that's an energetic telegraph that's going out into the world. So the only thing that can happen is bringing you more of what you already have. That energetic telegraph is sending these telegraphs out to everybody that you come in contact with, right? So that's the energy or vibe that you're putting out. And you know when you go somewhere, sometimes you're just like, oh my God, I got such a bad vibe from this person. That person's energetic telegraph is putting that shit out there and everyone else can feel it. You don't know why you don't like a person. Or you're just like, oh my God, that person's like amazing. I don't know what it is about them, but they just have, you know, this great energy. That's their energetic telegraph being pushed out into the universe. And then you get in return what you're putting out. What happens is the people who come in contact with you, who won't know why, will receive a signal or feeling indicating that you're unapproachable. I've done it a lot. Trust me. I have done it a lot, but I've learned how to work with the power that I have and the energy that I have. 
Because it'll go one of two ways. Someone will be extremely intimidated by me. Or they'll be like, oh my God, she was so warm and friendly. Like, you're so much different than I thought you were going to be. And it just depends on the energy or frequency that I'm putting out. Earlier on in my life, I put out this energy like, don't talk to me. Don't look at me. Don't say anything to me. Don't come my way. We know when we're putting out different energies. So your energetic telegraph, what do you want to put out into the universe? They can. Here's what happens. They can feel desperation or neediness emitting from you because they're also a part of the greater whole. Your perception or thought pattern indicating love is separate from who I am will instead isolate you from the love that you are so desperately searching for. You'll consciously hold yourself outside of the greater whole in your own little isolation booth that you've created energetically. Hola, David. Hi. How might you resolve this issue? First, you must acknowledge that love comes from within, not from outside of yourself. Not even from another person. Because here's what happens. If you find, say you find the absolute love of your life and they love you so much and they bring you all this happiness and all this joy, at some point, there is going to be a break in that chain. Because you don't possess that inside of yourself. So down the line, it's going to be, how could this person love me like this? I bet that they're out there flirting with someone else. When we don't have love within ourselves, we can accept love from the outside. And that's, that is our source of happiness or love. But if that person's not giving you enough, you don't have that full cup inside of yourself already. So if you don't have that full cup inside yourself already, you're always depending on someone else to give you the things that you should have within yourself already. There's a question down here. Let's see what it is. My professor in psychology used to say, it's like we have signs on our forehead like a bus. The bus says where it's going and people are drawn to you that are the same. That's a good analogy. I love that. Literally, we got a sign on our forehead that says exactly where we are in life, right? Um, okay, love comes from then. That feeling of love you think you receive from other people. That feeling comes from inside of your body and, insi- and from inside of your chest from you. That feeling does not permeate your being from the outside and make its way in. Think of it this way. Have you ever heard someone express his or her love for you, but you didn't feel the same way back? If you didn't feel the same way back, it's because love is a part of you and who you are. It comes from deep inside of your soul. Someone else can't just throw it upon you and all of a sudden you're in love. Love emits from you, from the inside. Once you understand this, you will begin to emit love more often and your heart chakra will open. You'll begin to love more. Just to feel the goodness of love, there will be no strings attached, no ulterior motives, just love. These things cause your perception of love to alter a bit. You will feel it more, you will give it more, and you will receive it more. The way the law of one or oneness works with money is also very similar. Money is energy coming from the same source. You're a part of money and money is a part of you. Before you roll your eyes, just give it a minute to sink in. We are all part of one. We are all energy. We are all under the same rules and we are all part of everything. Some people have a perception as money as something so sought after, so limited and so hard to get that it's not only separate from them and who they are, but it's really hard to come by. So that's an interesting point about money and finances. We can only have the amount of money we believe that we're worthy of having and receiving. So before I go get into money, if we even get into money today, um, 
the love piece. There was another book that I was reading that says whenever something is not going right in your life, you're angry, you're upset, before you want to curse somebody out that cut you off in traffic or someone that did something to you, what is the solution? Love more. And I was like, hey, that's kind of hard. That's really kind of hard. Someone in your family is driving you insane. Love more. Your partner did something to you. Love more. Love yourself more. Love others more. And I was like, that is, seems really difficult. But when you really kind of break it down, that the true goal in life for everyone is to be loved. If you really think about it. Name one person that doesn't want to be loved. Even the person that is hurt the most, that's been hurt the most and damaged the most in their life. Most of those people are afraid of being loved because they know the hurt that it could cause if they lose it. But those are people that have love and believe love is outside of themselves, right? I have been putting that into practice after healing open heart chakra. I've been working on healing my mother wound. Saturday, I have a conversation with my mom and spoke some of my truth. It was an open talk. It was more of an open talk than I ever had with her. So there are so many different instances in our, in our life and relationships that might be broken or tarnished in our life. And what can help resolve that? Loving more. Somebody walking down the street that you don't know and you can just tell that their energy is off. I notice it all the time with people. Where the hell was I? I think I was in, I think I was in Mexico, like driving somewhere. And it was like near a highway or something. I don't really remember. But I just passed by this older guy. And I just felt his sadness so strongly. And I was in a car. And I just like happened to look over and I just saw him. And like his energy was so strong that I felt like how sad that he was. So when you come across people or situations or scenarios or opportunities like that, how can we show love more? We can send it energetically to somebody. It's manifesting Mondays. Yes, it is. We can energetically send messages to people all the time. Telepathically. People say that ancient civilizations never even spoke with words. They only spoke with their mind. So if that is true, and because we know that energy can be projected anywhere just like a radio station it's all energy we don't know how the hell it works a signal is sent somewhere then a signal is sent somewhere else and you have radio most of these things are copied from the human brain and from consciousness but if we can send energetic messages to people even the people that you're mad at or angry or you don't want to talk to or that you really do want to talk to you can telepathically send them messages send them love at any point so we could either constantly send someone negative energy and say, fuck you, like you're an asshole, like how dare you do this to me, how, say, how dare you say this to me? Or you could say, I know that you're in a bad spot in your life, or whatever the scenario is, I'm sending you forgiveness and I'm sending you love. What's going to feel better to you? To your ego, it's going to be cursing somebody out, sending people bad energy negative, or energetically. But what the heart wants is to send somebody the energy of love. Even if your heart is broken, you want to send the energy of love to people. Why? 
because love is the highest frequency. So do you want to do you want to be in the highest frequency or do you want to try to achieve climbing up the ladder to the highest frequency? Or do you want to stay all the way down at guilt, shame, fear at the very bottom of the barrel because your fucking ego is telling you, fuck that person. You don't need them. They need you. Which what what's going to feel better? Tell your ego to get in the back seat. Tell your ego to move over. You're getting in the driver's seat and you're taking over. Our ego just wants... <laughs> You're in my corazón. Your ego wants to protect. Our ego wants to protect us. So it's easier to stay mad at somebody. So that you can't let that person back in. And not because you always have to let someone back in. But when you send someone love. You're changing the whole vibration of the situation and scenario. <laughs> I hope you feel my love for you. You're such a special light in this world and you were doing an amazing job. Thank you, David. I do. And I, there's so many of you guys that will send me DMs and just say, oh my God, I'm so glad that you made it home safe and always send me love. So I feel that. Whereas let's talk about before when I was constantly putting out angry energy and I think that there's righteous anger. I think there's a time and place for that. But when I was negative all the time, when I was angry all the time, I think we had a right to be angry at the time that we had an experience but there was so much more negative energy coming toward me there were so many people telling me that the things that i say are going to kill people and all this kind of negative stuff and so that gave me a negative experience all the time but when i completely turned my own mindset around i'm now projecting out something different into the world so different things come back to me just like with any of us if you can choose to send love or hate to somebody energetically, what are you going to choose? Seriously, like, what are we going to choose? Because if we want to have the best life, we're going to send love to somebody, even if they hurt us deeply. Even if our whole lives, they haven't been supportive. And just because you're sending them love and maybe forgiveness, it doesn't necessarily mean that that person has to be in your life. But if you can just send loving energy and send positive energy to someone, it just makes the experience different. So maybe that the next time that you interact with this person, you're going to have a completely different experience than if it was the opposite. You're harboring all these negative feelings and dark feelings and hatred and ego and all this other stuff. <laughs> Turn me from an angry freedom fighter into a namaste bitch. Listen, I'll take it. I will paint that. I love seeing Espanol in here. Yes. Ice wave patches on the soles of your feet. Right side is on the white patches on the right foot. Tan patches on the left. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so just to wrap up here. The more love that you can send out into the world, the more you're going to get it back. The more you say yes to things instead of, <laughs> the more you say yes to things instead of no, the world's going to open up more opportunities for you, for me, for everybody. Right? My song about creating your reality will be re released in mid-May. The artwork is pinned on my page. The song is called Game of Existence. I love it. <laughs> yes, Gary and I had a really great time together. Um, time to hit the gym. Have an amazing workout. 
Santos, love you back. Um, but I think that'll conclude for today. Universal Law, this is a great book. I know that I always do um, <laughs> a lot of book recommendations, but I literally have them all on my Kindle so I can just open my phone and read them no matter where I am, which has been really helpful. So I don't have to carry all these books around because I don't know, I have a ton of them in this friggin' Kindle, but um, this book is so powerful and it really helps you understand things. And it's not from, because I know people get really um, distracted by whether manifestation is magic and evil or if what part of religion plays in it. But a lot of these authors actually integrate spirituality with God, source. So it is not coming from a place of this is magic, which it is magic, but we are all magical beings. And that's my belief. My lives are 9.30 a.m. Mondays and Fridays. Um, what the hell was I just saying? I don't remember. I get distracted when I read the comments. My world, Mary, hi. My world changed within a year as I began to keep saying yes and walking in blind faith. And that's what we should all do is walk in blind faith because if we have faith in something, that means that we have absolute certainty and belief that it's going to happen. So that could be negative or positive. Some people are like, oh, I know something bad's going to happen. I feel it. Yeah, you're putting that negative energy out into the universe and it can only give you back what you're feeling and what you believe. So we have to really actively work on changing those belief systems from saying, oh my God, something bad's going to happen. And what if this happens? And oh my God, this and this. To, I have blind faith that everything is going to work out for me. Everything works out for my highest and greatest good. How many times a day can you say thank you? Thank you, God. Thank you, universe. Whatever it is that you call, whoever it is that you call out to. Thank you for blessing my life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Living in the state of gratitude, even if you don't have the things that you want, there are still things that you can be thankful for. Surrender. This is what I have to work on. And it's not easy because I'm still so resistant to certain things. But I work on it. Every day I work on it. So I hope that this was helpful today. I'm going to post this. Get this book, 18 Laws, 18 Powerful Laws, and the Secret Behind Manifesting Your Desires. It is such an easy read, but it makes so much sense. You're like, oh, God, I've been just doing it wrong forever. So it's really good. It's, it's an amazing book. It's a very powerful book and easy to understand. So um, I think tonight Gary and I are going to be doing a live about the business aspect of LifeWave. So if you're interested in getting involved in sharing these patches, um, tonight at nine o'clock, I'm pretty sure I'll post it in my stories. If you have a job where you have to constantly anticipate problems in order to better get ahead of them, is there a way to do this more consciously without attracting the negative? You have to anticipate problems in order to get, in order to get ahead of them. Okay, well, it just depends on how you're viewing them or why you're viewing them as problems. Is there a way that you can just look at them as challenges rather than problems? Because if you have a challenge, you're like, oh, this is a challenge. Like, I can fix this. But if you're looking at it as a problem, then that always has a negative connotation to it. So it's like, oh, I'm going to have more problems. What am I going to wake up to today? Like, how am I going to get through this? But if I'm like, this is a challenge and I can get through this challenge and I can rise above this challenge because it's bettering me. So I think it's more about your mindset of like looking at it as a challenge versus a problem. Because again, the problem is going to be like, oh, there's so many problems. And we're looking, okay, we're looking at it from a negative perspective. So we can only manifest more negative things. But we're like, this is a great challenge. I got this. 
It's a totally different energy that we're putting out there. Like, fuck yes, this is another challenge. Okay, this is what I can do and this is going to get me here. And I'm so excited about it. I have the external on my low back, ice wave on my soles, and Eon on my stomach. You should be good to go with that. Oh, well, the testimonials are on my page. I post all the testimonials on my page. Okay, I'm glad that was helpful. Um, hey, beauty, I share with Gary. I have a trusted connection in Mexico for Tulum. Okay, I will reach out to you, Monica, and we can chat. Um, but I hope that you guys, challenge accepted. Hope that you guys have an amazing day. Um, got some shit going on today. It's going to be really, really wonderful and great. So I hope that you guys have a wonderful day. And hopefully I'll see you guys later at 9 p.m. I'll post it in my stories if we're going to do the Opportunity Zoom tonight. Because, um, again, I've just been super inspired by the weekend. It was really, really, uh, truly amazing. Um, so I will chat with you all later and thank you for listening and I will post this and you guys love.